It's now time for the Rural News with Monique Steele. Kia ora, Monique, and is wet weather putting the East Coast arable farmers behind schedule? Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, only about half the season's maize crop has been planted on the coast due to soggy ground conditions in and around Te Tairawhiti and Wairoa. Niwa's latest hotspot report shows parts of Gisborne and Hawke's Bay as well as the far north have much wetter soil this month than what's normal for this time of year. Federated Farmers Arable Chair David Burkett says normally all of the maize crop would be planted by now. The problem is there's not a lot you can do when the ground's wet. You really just have to wait for it to dry out. But the the challenge they've got is there is a window in which you can plant in, and that window pretty much closes. You know, Mid-December is probably as late as you would normally go for planting maize, um, and at the very stretch, Christmas. So, But as you go later, you obviously also lose yield of that crop. So um, you know, there's also, even if they can get some on the ground in the next uh, week or 10 days, um, there's probably a significant yield decrease as well. Mr Burkett says it's devastating for the growers as it's too late to plant any other arable crop. He says if they can't plant maize, some might plant winter feed crops for livestock, but that's not as profitable. These farmers, they got hit by um, Cyclone Gabriel last year. Um, So last year they struggled to get their crop in the ground. When they did get it in the ground, Um, Gabriel came through in February and took a lot of those crops out. So they've already lost income from last season and now this wet weather on top of um, Cyclone Gabriel means that they're going to obviously lose income going into this coming season as well. So the financial impact for these growers is is pretty drastic and um, you you can can do it for one year but um, when you start adding up two years of losses in a row it starts to really hurt. That's David Burkett. Meanwhile, there's a bit more optimism among the East Coast's apple growers. New Zealand Apples and Pears Chief Executive Karen Morish says Hawke's Bay growers are hopeful the coming season will be better than first predicted after Cyclone Gabrielle. She says in the orchards that weren't badly affected by the cyclone, flowering is really strong and the spring crop looks fantastic. But she says growers are hesitant because they know the trees still need to get through the harvest. There have been trees that have looked okay and have tipped over, um, literally and physically. Uh, So it's just a case of just seeing how those trees now behave with the stress of the ongoing crop. So, of course, we want to make sure that when we do a crop estimate, we're talking confidently about those numbers, and that process will be finished by the end of January. So we'll be in a much stronger position to talk about percentages and drops and um, viability then. Meanwhile, Karen Morris says it's not just money that's needed for the region's cyclone hit growers, but also an easing of regulatory burdens. She says they need long-term support to confidently expand and invest in their businesses. The Climate Change Commission says with an effective emissions pricing system, new technologies and land use change, agriculture could help the country meet its emissions reduction targets. Its latest report says New Zealand is not on track to meet the target of net zero by 2050 and it outlines advice to the government on how to get there. Agriculture accounts for around 49% of the country's gross greenhouse gas emissions. Commission Chair Rod Carr told Morning Report in order to bring that number down, the government must work alongside farmers. 
farmers do need support so they can know and understand the opportunities to reduce on-farm emissions and that we should look at expanding the scope of what can be included on-farm as emissions that are either avoided or sequestered. That's Rod Carr, and the National Party has said it will implement a pricing system for on-farm emissions by 2030. Silver Firm Farms has announced Dan Bolton, who is the company's chief supply chain officer, will take over as chief executive. He will replace outgoing CEO Simon Limmer in February. Mr Bolton says he's excited about taking the job, despite current market conditions. He says he's optimistic about the opportunities ahead for Silver Firm Farms and its suppliers. Lamb schedules continue to drop, although analysts say we may not be too far off the bottom of the market. An influx of Australian lamb to international markets has seen prices plummet over the past few months. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowe says New Zealand meat processors are continuing to take money out of lamb and mutton schedules. For lamb, most are receiving around that $6 to $6.20 a kilo. Export-wise, there's just been a little bit more chatter that the Chinese market is starting to show just a touch more interest over the last couple of weeks. And the same goes uh, for pockets of Europe too. Look, no one's getting too excited about it yet, but it is sparking a little bit more talk that we may not be too far from the bottom of the market in terms of uh, lamb prices. If we look at Australia, look, they've had more rainfall there in the last week or so, and it has started to see... Farmers there shut up shop, which I guess would be quite a relief to the industry and and probably over this way as well. In just over a fortnight, their average price for a 23 kilo carcass weight lamb has lifted by $25 a head Australian in the yards. And we've also seen too earlier on the export pricing for October was released last week and it showed that they were selling lamb for around New Zealand 40 cents a kilo less than our New Zealand exporters, which indicates some of the pain that we've felt um, from their competition in, in the last few months. That's Mel Crowd of AgriHQ. And just lastly, the six finalists in the 2024 Xander McDonald Awards have been named. The prestigious Australasian Awards foster future leaders in agriculture. Representing New Zealand in the finalists are agricultural anom- uh, economist Carla Muller, Hawke's Bay's Nancy Crawshaw, who works for Angus Australia, and Tim Dangin, a beef farmer in Murawai. Two winners, one from Australia and one from New Zealand, will be announced in March. They'll receive a mentoring trip to both countries and $10,000 towards further study. And that's the Rural News for today. Koyara te porongo o te taifenua.